Have you ever heard War by Bob Marley? It's a really good song. I'm going to play it in a little bit. But it's a really, really good song. And I learned, well, I learned. No, yeah, yeah. You know how there's like, there's some songs you just have known all your life. Like, you know, like, you know, everything's going to be all right. You know, like, you know, just, just songs. And you don't necessarily know when you first heard it. You just know it. Like, it's been in your life. It, it comes on and you know it, right? So I'm pretty sure there were many of those Bob Marley songs for me growing up. But I do remember when I finally acknowledged him, knew who he was, knew the songs that it, when it was him, knew all of that stuff. And it's funny because it, it wasn't. It wasn't anyone in my family. It wasn't It wasn't any of my friends. It was my neighbor who introduced me to Bob Marley. And this neighbor was, like, elderly. Like, he was our old, like, probably, probably over 70, over 80, maybe even. And his name was Alan, and he was British. And he was married to a lady named Jean. They were, like, our old, like, the elderly couple on the block. But they were so sweet. And we would go over their house and literally have tea with Jean, myself and my sister. We were probably like 11, my sister 13. And we would go over, have tea with Jean, and she had porcelain dolls. Yeah, those creepy ones. But she had them of like um, precious moments, the characters, which made them cute. And then Alan had like bird feed feeders outside. Like he, he gave us one too, which is awesome. But he had like bird feeders outside and they would attract hummingbirds. And then he gave us one, and we would put it in our yard, and the hummingbirds would come. But we always thought it was awesome that he had those. So they were just like the friendly couple on the block. And it's funny because the whole house was like like Jean's house, like like her porcelain dolls and like pictures of birds everywhere. And then in the garage, Bob Marley posters, and that's where he played Bob Marley. And he showed us Bob Marley. Like he really like schooled us on Bob. And it was literally some old English guy who showed us Bob Marley. And I think right now, like as I am older and I look on it, it speaks to the variety of the kind of fan that there is for any artist. You may seem to, you may think to typecast, oh, like this person, this these type of people listen to them, or this is the culture that backs this. But Bob, Bob, excuse me, Alan was literally not what I would think of when I think of a Bob Marley fan, but he was. Like, he was heavy in a Bob Marley. And he taught us some awesome songs. Like, he didn't teach us, like, Three Little Birds. He didn't teach us the Everything's Gonna Be All Right song. He taught us War, which is an amazing song. And as I listened to it, it was my favorite song that he played. He taught us, like, Iron Lion Zion, which is an amazing song as well. Natural Mystic, that album. Like, he, he let us, he like, he put us on game to that. And so... War is really Bob saying, look, we will never be good until these things happen. Like, it's really like his plan. Like, y'all want there to not be war? This stuff needs to be fixed. And it's an amazing song. And I learned it via via Alan. I really, I don't even know if they're still alive because they were old when we were younger and we got to know them. So wherever you are, Alan, whether it's on earth, whether it's in heaven, I thank you for this. Because I got a feel for Bob that wasn't like, oh, I'm a pothead. I, I listen to Bob Marley. Or, oh, I'm, I know the mainstream Bob Marleys. Like, I knew the Bob Marley that Alan introduced us to. And in the song, he basically says, well, I, I'll, I'll say a few of my favorite lines. Until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes, there will be war. Until 
there is no first class or second class citizens in any nation, there will be a war. And he has this one about like until peace is not just an illusion for us to pursue but never attain, there's going to be war. And that one like hits me really hard because it hits me like pursuit of happiness, right? Saying it's pursuit, it's never attainment. It's never you're going to get it. It's you're going to chase it. Like those words, words mean a lot, period. If, if By now, if you're listening to this and you haven't figured out that words, thoughts are how we create, this is your moment. That pursuit of happiness, it, it, we're sinking it into our heads or whoever reads it or whoever stands by it or when you say it, it's always the pursuit of happiness. Kid Cudi, I'm on the pursuit of happiness. Never says the attainment. That's why when I say like, I'll never say chasing my dreams or I'll never say like, reach for your goals like when good music was getting out our dreams you get it you get your dream you know don't just say those words don't just feel those words oh i'm chasing my dream i'm getting it i will have it speak in attainment don't speak in pursuit that's big and that's something that bob taught me and that's a great song i really enjoy it i have it up right here i'm low-key afraid that soundcloud or itunes or whatever is gonna be like stripping strips the podcast because i play music so maybe if like i talk over it say it bob I really love this song. If you have a moment, Google or iTunes or Tidal, Bob Marley's War. I really love this song. Speaking of cutting off of podcasts, last podcast that I did was abruptly cut off when I said, when I was like explaining myself of why I stopped podcasting for a bit. And I kind of said, the thing is, and the podcast stopped, a lot of people were like, yo, that was a crazy tease, or what a cliffhanger, or whatever. But really? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a clip. Like, I recorded probably like a good hour podcast for you to hear, and then only 12 minutes ran, and then I hit Chris and from Loudspeakers Network, and I was like, hey, like, did the full podcast not get sent through? Because it was more than 12 minutes. Or is this like a tease? Are y'all just putting the tease out and then putting the other half up later? He was like, no, I just thought it was a short podcast. And that turns me out for many reasons. One, because that's never happened before. Two, because I was really, really talking the rest of the podcast. And then when I went back into the system where I recorded the podcast... And normally I can find it if I recorded it. It's clearly in the history. It's clearly either if it was deleted, it's in my deleted files, the trash, whatever. I couldn't find it. Could not find the file anywhere. And so I was like, okay, something, I believe in God. Something is trying to keep me from spreading the word that God sent me here to send you in that last podcast because not only did it not go through it is now unfindable and I for the life of me I do remember like the basic points but I also don't like it's not fresh in my memory what I said what I didn't say I just know I was really speaking from the heart I 
cried in the last podcast. Maybe God is saying, like, let you cry too much. Maybe you need to not. Maybe you need to maybe you need to be someone people want to be around, not someone people think like shit. I need to put my ha- my hand over her shoulder now. <laughs> no. So there's something that I had needed to say, or probably you needed to hear. Probably was gonna be crazy amazing and and you were gonna have this revelation when you heard it and it didn't it was something was trying to stop it but luckily i have lived to speak another day and we will do it now and now i extra prayed on this podcast and it's protected and it's going to be sent to you and the word that you are going to feel the energy the motivation or the revelation the eureka moment you may have for yourself will come to you I promise. And now tenfold because you knew something was trying to fight for it not to get to you last week. All right. So where I left a world where the freaking podcast left off is me speaking about how I felt very intimidated by the other podcasts going on the hip hop genre, if you would like to call it that, and how I wasn't doing what I saw them doing as far as reach. I was starting to feel very self-conscious about what what I was bringing to the table. And the thing is, is I preach this all the time. Do not compare your your route or your timetable of success because you see it happen to other people because that is a sure way to get fucked up in the head or stop what you're doing. And it's something that paused what I was doing. But clearly seeing as I am podcasting again, it didn't stop me because of you. Tell you about that in a second, but I do have to tell you more of the intimidation. You need to really, really feel this because we all go through it. And and first, I will tell you of my confidence because I'm not one to fall into these things. Definitely not because especially when it comes to to talking, I've been doing this my whole life. Uh, and ra- and and being in radio, I promise you, I I rarely ve- I don't feel intimidated by other personalities that do radio or that interview or that have this platform. And it's, I just don't because I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm good. I know I work hard and I know that I'm fucked with by you. I know that the listener, when they tune into me, they're not just tuning into me because they have to. They're tuning in because they want to. Like, the engagement is there. People fuck with me. Oh, and I apologize for cursing. Someone hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, on one of the social networks, and let me know that they let their little sister, I believe, or niece or cousin. I apologize. Apologize. I apologize. Apologize if I didn't get the relationship to you right. And she's, like, in her tween years, and she's listening to me. So I love you, baby girl. I'm sorry that I'm cussing. Don't mean to. Your uncle, cousin, brother owes you a dollar every time I cuss. Hey. Okay. No, he doesn't. Maybe he does if he wants to. Um, But thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for appreciating me enough to give me your time. And sir, man, king, thank you for allowing me to be able to speak to someone you care about so much. Like this who who's growing and, and becoming herself. Okay. So now, I know who I am as a personality in media. I know that that I will be myself, that I will create how I feel is right to create, and I will be damn sure creative. Like, I will go everywhere with it. I believe in myself, in my talent. I believe in my skill. I believe in my work ethic. You cannot knock me being a fan of Let the On Air, right? So I already know when it comes to radio, I'm like that. But podcasting was a whole whole nother 
whole nother game. Although very similar, whole nother game because of how all of me you get in podcasting. No one else is here. It's me and you. You know me more than anyone on Twitter can know me more than anyone on YouTube can know me more than anyone on Instagram can know me. You have let the unplugged. You will hear the good, bad, ugly, and it's a very, 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 very vulnerable state to be in. And and it's something that I don't necessarily know or didn't know or feel confident about. And so I based my confidence or I based myself, my worth, this podcast worth in the worth that I saw in other people's. Now, as creators, if you create, if you, if you are, a, if you make your own podcast, if you are a musician or if you make art or if you, whatever it is that you create in, there's like a cycle. Like we create for ourselves. Everything I do when I speak, when I'm being expressive, I create for me, right? But then you release for others. It, this is going up and online for you. This is not for that. Like me making it is for me to express myself. Me releasing it is for you to take in. And then the reward or the just the come around would be either the acknowledgement, the fulfillment that I that I feel coming back or it could be appreciation it could be like recognition any any type of reward right coming back that's that's the that's the successful that's the complete turnaround but I was I put the reward in the wrong things I put the reward in what other people were getting rewarded for my my fulfillment my success my all of that was was um based on listens or not or like that I didn't see myself getting so I couldn't feel rewarded. I didn't I didn't get the same amount that I saw other people getting or even close to the same amount. Or I didn't get the props I saw other people getting for their shit, right? So then then it became like, all right, like like what the heck is wrong with this? Like this is my dog in the race and it's not it's not like it's not doing anything. It's not moving in the same race. Like what the hell? But then then you happened. You beautiful, awesome being you. I stopped because I saw what I wasn't getting. I saw what others were getting and what I wasn't. And I let it stop me. And then one night I was looking through podcasts. I was downloading different podcasts and I was looking at the reviews. And I was like, okay, I'm going to download this one. Because I was downloading a lot of them and then not looking at reviews. And then some of them were whack. I was like, okay, yeah, we need to start looking at these reviews, girl. So I started doing that. And then I started thinking like, I wonder what my reviews say for my podcast on iTunes. When I was making the podcast, I never looked. I never wanted to look out. Again, I was too afraid of of what people thought of Letty and her wholeness. And and I will say why you get me whole is because like on the radio, you literally probably have only two minutes of me if if I get that much time. And then it's kind of like clogged in between um, like station business, like giveaways or what we, we have to say or the songs and stuff like that. So I can give you like little increments of me. And even like on Twitter, Instagram, like I give you a picture of what I'm doing, but you don't really see the actual moment that I'm in. Or like on Twitter, it's a it's a glimpse of my thought. It's 140 characters. It's not my full thought. It's not um, the conversation that we're having right now. So those comments, like if, if you were to comment me on whatever or people and I know, again, random people will come into my comments and say weird shit. And I know how to brush it off. I've been I've I've got that like I've got that down. But on here you're listening to all of me you are hearing letty like so these reviews these comments were very it was a very scary place to go to right and then i just one night i was like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go look at my reviews right and all along 
that reward, that success factor, that fulfillment factor that I was like, why don't I get it? Why don't I feel it? It was right there in those reviews. Literally the first comment or review, I'll read it to you. It's the it's the last one put in, but it's the first one I read. You read when you get onto the reviews is by a person named Irie Cartel. And I really want to say thank you for this. And I, I will preface it, preface it, preface, which everyone is right, by saying that a lot of people, like a lot of people of status or celebrities or figures or people just doing anything public, get bios done for them by like PR agents or, or they do it themselves using their name in third person, like Letty, born and raised and da da da. Like it's weird. I don't have one of those because I just find them a little weird. One, but two, this feels like a bio, like literally, like it's crazy. Like the, uh, the, you wrote my bio. You, your thoughts, your reaction, your give back to me is what I would love to be said about me to be put on a bio if I had one. So Irie Cartel says, Letty is, a, is truly a rising, although already quite risen, star in the US. Insightful, charming, witty, playful, educated, streetwise, knowledgeable, hip, and above all, very self-aware and honest about it. Her demeanor will brighten anyone's day and her topics will captivate you, make you think, allow you the space and safety to look inside of yourself and accept what you find. Just discovered her last night and even through a rough breakup this morning, I found myself smiling, laughing out loud, and overall simply enjoying, as she would call it, a moment with Letty. This is clearly someone who's put in the hours to give an excellent show. 10 out of 10 would recommend to anyone, whether you're a fan of hip hop or not, you will not regret listening. As someone has said before me, I bet you can't listen to just one episode. My friend, my blessed, my king, my queen, I don't know if you're a woman or a man, but you're an angel to me, Irie Cartel. You are basically the last push I needed to start back up again. And I thank you. I thank you right now for listening. I thank you right now for enjoying. I thank you right now for pressing play one, two, three, four, five, or how many, however many times you have on my podcast, because this is what I'm here for. I'm not here and see, this is the thing. Sometimes we, we fight so much to not be put in a box that then we like, we compare ourselves to the ones in those boxes. And I'm not saying again, as far as hip-hop podcasts go, I'm not putting them in boxes, but I'm saying just, vis- like, I guess in our heads, we got to be the, this type of person. We got to be in here. We got to be this. No, what if you're meant to be all of it? What if you're not just meant to be the hip-hop podcast? What if you're also meant to be the hip-hop podcast, the motivational podcast, the mystery-solving podcast? Like, what if you're meant to be all of that? You're meant to be the Letty podcast, the Letty genre. And, and it's a conversation I had with myself, especially because at that moment when I was looking at the at the different podcasts that I was downloading, they were the motivational kind they were like the daily affirmation podcast or the podcast like for um like positive thinking podcast and stuff like that right and the problem was as i'm listening to these podcasts you always try to find stuff that fits you right like you try to find stuff that like really really gets to you and all of these podcasts were like not meant for me like i love their messages and i know they work for other people but they were literally like today you will take on the world and then there's like airy music like oh you'll take on the world and life is your oyster and no one can get you down excuse me no one can get you down and and i love the message again but it's not i'm not feeling it 
it's not it's not speaking to me the inside me the the mm, that 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 needs to go and so then I start thinking like oh like the way that I want my I guess the the way that I want my positivity to be I guess spoken to me is the way I speak it and so then maybe that's me like that's supposed to be what I'm here for that is what I'm here for to give these messages and these ideas these auras these vibrations in our way because I I haven't found if there's any out there I haven't found many if at all out there that talk like we talk it but that still we can feel it like these other people feel like you'll rise up to take on another day no I don't need that I need yo yesterday fucking sucked but today bro today's your today's Yesterday is going to understand how devalued it is because yet today is going to be so valuable. Today is going to be it. Like, today is why you're alive. Fuck yesterday. We need that, right? Or I need that. So that's why that is me. That's this podcast. It's not, it's not that other stuff. No. Okay. So these are the revelations I had and why I know that this is, this is supposed to be me and you right now. We're supposed to be. We are, I promise. Oh, duh. Duh. Well, today, well, yesterday, I'm doing this at 1 a.m. Yesterday was Lauren Hill's birthday. And I want to tell you about Lauren Hill. Not like the suit guys. If you're turned off by Lauren Hill being so empowering, chill out. Because one, she is. Two, it's okay that she is. And three, there's a song that I love and it actually ties in to me coming back. Um, and even how you love someone. So this, this song is after she quote-unquote went crazy but not of like these past couple years it's it's probably like i think it's on like a disney soundtrack to us like a disney movie like a surfing movie i remember that but i remember listening to it a few years back and um it's called lose myself and the beat like low-key the beat overpowers her her words but i still caught the words very 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 good and i really love this song and it talks about how um, she's speaking this to her significant other or her whatever it is and telling her them like I I once loved really really like purely really really just loved so deeply a long time ago and then I got hurt and then I got lost in it and then I I it it affected me and it it wounded me and it tainted me but lo and behold I lost myself in it so that I could love you better I got lost I got hurt I got I got beaten but it was all so that I can love you more, so that I can appreciate what you're doing that wasn't done for me back then or appreciate what I was doing wrong back then that now I'm doing right. All of that stuff. So it's basically like, like the chorus, the hook, which is super like deep for a Disney movie or whatever movie soundtrack it was. It was literally like on a on an animated movie about surfing, but I like it. And it's very deep. And so she says, I had to lose myself so that I could love you better. That's how I felt. Like, I really had to lose myself in this game, in this podcast, and this, uh, to then find myself, to then be here so confident. Confident, like, as confident as I am in radio, I'm confident right here, right now about why I'm here, why you're listening, and what what we're going to be together. So, so it's a great song. And I love Lauren Hill and her birthday yesterday. So happy belated. I like, I'm glad I let that out. Because I've I've always shared these songs, low key like some 
some sound checks, I know sometimes we expect like the eight mile sound check or the Compton sound check, excuse me, straight out of Compton sound check to be lit full of dope songs. But then there's like, like that soundtrack that was full of that had that song that was a gem. There's another song that I really, really like that is on a soundtrack and it's Nas and CeeLo, Less Than An Hour. One of my favorite songs. And in the song, CeeLo's verse is awesome. Like how he has he has less than an hour to find out his own personal power. And like Nas is like, don't ask if Nasty's back at it. I don't run out of magic. Like it was just very confident, very, very motivational. If you have a moment to listen to that, um, go ahead. And it's like a full Rush Hour soundtrack. Not the first Rush Hour either. I think it's like the Rush Hour 2 soundtrack. Yeah, so low-key some soundtracks that you wouldn't think would be lit are lit with gems okay there are two things that well there's this one thing that really happened to me i think the my second topic i have to wait i have to let it develop a little bit more because it's very soul shaking to me and mind shaking and i'm still trying to grasp my head around it so when i do i'll be able to speak it to you more rather than you hearing the the shakiness of me with this certain issue in particular but i will tell you right now for your best interest do not pay at the pump at a gas station. Don't do it. I think a couple podcasts ago, I should have shared that when I went Christmas shopping for my family, I was actually at the Lego, Lego store, excuse me, I was at the Lego store, and I was paying, and I think I want to say, I was, I literally, I was waiting till the last minute to shop for gifts because I worked, I work a lot. Let that be the reason. Um, Saturday before Christmas, and I was at the Lego store, and my card gets declined. And that's annoying. Granted, first of all, Legos are expensive as shit. I did not know Legos were that expensive. Second of all, it was like over $200. And so I'm making the purchase, and my card gets declined, and it's annoying because it's like you have to make the phone call like, yes, I can afford this bank. Chill and open up my card again. So I go through that, and then when I call my bank, they're like, well, actually— we stopped your card because we there's some oh uh, no 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 I'm lying so I called the bank and I was like hey you guys making a purchase please unblock my card they're like sure we just have to um approve the last transactions that you were that you did do um and I was like okay and they're like you did um earlier today you had five transactions for forty dollars each on iTunes and I was like no I didn't no 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 I did not that's not true. And they're like, oh, that's not? They're like, yeah, we have iTunes. Like, we have different purchases ranging from $40 to $55. I was like, yeah, def what the hell can you buy on iTunes, like, as one for that much money, first of all? Second of all, no, that wasn't me. Uh, so it turns out there was fraud on my account. And they're like, well, if there's fraud on your account, we have to close the card. We have to send you out a new one. Again, Saturday before Christmas. They let me make, they're like, okay, well, if you're at the Lego store right now and you're buying these 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 gifts um we'll let you make this purchase then we're gonna close the card we'll send you out a new one it will probably get to you because like they like make the order in the next business day which would have been monday so I'll probably get it wednesday and i guess thursday was christmas like all of that stuff like i wasn't going to be giving my family presents that year last year like i wasn't going to get them in time my card was locked up i wasn't going to receive the next one in a while uh and yeah, it, it, and, it, and that happened, and I felt very, at that point in time, I felt very disappointed in people. Because one, yes, I can afford the whatever losses that had, so like until I got it back, yes, I can wait. Yes, my family will eventually get presents, but f man, 
the moment that you ruin when you do things like this to people, and I understand scamming is very easy to do because you don't see the person that you are, you are you're basically committing the crime against. You see the money, but you don't, and you may think, oh, it's coming from invisible land, or you can maybe even think of the rich person you think it may be coming from, but it's happening to people that are just like you. That kind of disappointment. I felt like a disgust in my soul for for people that that do this because I can afford it, but there's someone that this is happening to that can't afford it, that you really ruined their holiday. And they may not know if they'll see that money. It may have taken them a while to get that money or to get it again. And for those moments that you take, it's more than the scam that you're doing. So that happened during Christmas. And this is a weird freaking coincidence. A couple months ago, my son is on spring break and he wanted to go to Legoland. See the coincidence? Yep, it's going to happen. So we're at Legoland. I think we're getting like our... Not our face painting. We're getting like little animals like done with our like we we did like finger painting and then they made like animals out of our fingers or our handprints. And I get a call. This is Miss Martinez. Yes, um, we've we've like we're calling you because there seems to be some fraudulent activity on your account. We're calling you from your bank, and um, we just want to go over these transactions and see if they are legit or not. If you if you made these transactions or not. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then they're like, okay, did you make a transaction for like like American Airlines for $1,000? Hell no. No. Did you make a transaction for like a Delta Airlines for $500? No. Did you make a transaction at IHOP in Miami or something, Florida, some part of Florida? I was like, no, definitely not. They're like, okay, so there seems to be fraudulent activity on your account, and we will be sending a new card to you. Is this address correct? And they gave me my address. I said, yes, that address is correct. They're like, okay, we just need to verify more information from you. Can you give us your um, your birth date? Can you give us your mother's maiden name? It was, it was just information that like I needed to verify, like my identity. Okay, okay. Okay, um, we're going to be sending you a card. Uh, it's going to have a new PIN number. Can we have your PIN number? your current PIN number, and I, and I gave them my PIN number. And while I'm speaking to this person, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, and this is bad. I felt like shit after because this person, it sounded like my cousin was calling me, like one of my dude cousins, like a Hispanic guy, like calling me, like asking me these questions. So I stereotyped and I was like, hey, um, how do I know this is the bank calling me? And then they're like, well, ma'am, you can call us right back. You'll see that it's like, call us right back to this number that we called you. See, it's the bank. And I was like, okay, I apo- kind of apologized because I felt like crap. Like, what the hell? A freaking, your cousins can't be freaking fraud preventers and whatever. We hung up. And, and oh, and they told me, like, you can use your card. You can't, you can't use it for, um, you can only use it for credit. So don't use your pin, but you can use it for credit. Okay, sure thing. So we're in line for a ride. And then I get an alert on my phone because I get alerts every time, like, something happens on iTunes now because of what happened before. And so there's an alert on my phone, and it says um, a credit card is, like, your credit card has been signed up for Apple Pay. Like, just press yes to confirm or no to not. Those emails we get, right? So clear, like, yeah, I'm not set up on Apple Pay. And so, like, I'm like, okay, I got, oh, and by the way, I called my bank. back. I called the number back. That he's like, you can call the number back if you want. And it was my bank. And so I was like, okay, my bad. That I stereotyped you guy. But. Let's keep going. So I find out that happened with my the Apple Pay, right? I call my bank again. 
and I go, I get through everything to an operator after the automated system goes everywhere. Um, I get through to an operator, and I was like, hey, um, I just got called by fraud, and they told me that um, something was happening on my account. I just want to, like, if you want to add this to the notes, um, whoever has my card is trying to put it on Apple Pay. And then they're like, okay, let me transfer you to fraud. And so they transfer me to fraud. And I'm telling them, like, hey, just again, you guys called me just now. And I just want to just tell you, some whoever has my card, put that on Apple Pay. If you want to put it in your notes or in your, like, investigation. And then they're like, okay, let's let's go. Let me look at your account right now. Don't No worries, ma'am. I'll look at your account. And he starts looking at my account. He's like, okay, I see a purchase here in Maryland for $200 at a Foot Locker. I see another purchase here in, I want to say it was like Philly or something in Philly for um, at a convenience store for... Uh, it was like three hundred dollars, and uh, and and then there's another one here from Minneapolis for two fifty, and I was like, yeah, those are all not me, and they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're gonna send, we're gonna close your account, and we're gonna send you a new card. I was like, oh yeah, they told me they're gonna send me another account already, like like uh, another one of your reps have told me that. I was like, and what about the um the flights? The are the flights in that? And then she's like, he's like, ma'am, what flights? He's like, in my notes, we, we haven't called you and, and there's no flight transactions. And, and I was telling him like, yeah, there's one from Delta and one from American Airlines and there's something in Florida at an IHOP. Or, and they're like, no, ma'am. And then it hit me. The person that the first person that called me were the actual people that were doing fraud on me and were calling for more info. I gave them everything. I gave them birth date. I gave them pin number. I gave them mother's maiden name. Like, they could go apply for anything. I was shook. I was so... Literally, again, keep in mind, like, most my family at Legoland were, like, trying to have a good time. And this is happening. And, again, like I say, those those moments that you ruin when you do shit like this, man. And I'm there, and, I, and, I, and then I'm scared now. I'm very, very afraid because this is my information. This is this is me. And I was speaking to the I was speaking to the representative and I was like, okay, what can what's gonna happen now? Like what can I do? Very, very, very shook, afraid, paranoid, all of that. And he and he was telling me, like, look, what we can do is we can shut off everything. Um we'll sh- um we can create a new bank, we can create a new account, like a checking account for you, close that other checking account so that it can go to the investigation get all of this stuff squared away and as far as you like your further protection is to definitely go with like and you know what he told like i didn't well, definitely go for like identity theft protection but you know what he told me which sucked he's like you know what the percentage that you don't get identity theft is actually less likely than the percentage that you were to get an identity theft basically the odds are that you it will happen to you you're actually like less likely to not have fraud happen to you. And that fucked me up. And so I asked, like, how did all these different states and cities have my information? And they're like, well, probably it, because I have my card, I have the actual card. The card didn't get stolen. So the information may have gone up and to like a web browse website or something, and different scammers got it in different places and have been using it. And then, then comes the question of how. And what he said, he was like, look, what I will tell you to do and what I tell everybody to do as a precaution is when you go to the gas station, do not pay at the pump with your credit card because even if the like the attendants they know to 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 um, inspect the card reader inside inside the gas station, but there's so many um, 
card readers outside with different and the different pumps, they can miss it. Or like when they catch it, it'll probably be too late. Like some people will probably have already read their information. So the best thing for you to do is do not pay at the pump. Granted, yes, you will have to walk a few more steps to the register. But believe me, it's worth it. I have not. And see the thing right here. Okay, we'll come back to this in a little bit. But um, yes, so that's the advice that he gave me. Do not pay at the pump. And it's something that I do want to express to you, even though you think it may be slight the next time you are at a gas station, just remember that it could happen and it's actually more likely to happen than it is to not happen to you when it comes to credit card theft and um, credit card fraud, excuse me, and identity theft. Okay. Two is when I'm taught, when I, when I, I told this story, this experience again. Oh, and just let me tell you, like that whole, again, I am very happy that I can provide for my family regardless of this fucked up shit happening. But we're at Legoland, <laughs> and now at Legoland with no money besides the petty cash that I have on me, and we're supposed to be there for the rest of the weekend, and and it, it really it fucked up that moment for me, fucked up that moment of enjoying this weekend, enjoying this theme park that I worked for, that I rarely get because I'm working a lot, especially with my son. Like, he's such a trooper, and, and these are the moments where I want to give him all of me, where I want to say, let's enjoy this moment. What do you want to do? Let's have fun. And in that, let's have fun uh, while I'm waiting for a ride. <laughs> I get this, right? So you try to do the best you can. You brush it off, but that moment's tainted. And again, like I said, now freaking Legos. I went to the Lego store the first time when I found out I got fraud, and then I went to Legoland, and then I got fraud. So Legos, you're expensive as shit, and you're, you're really mean to me in my life right now so that's one and then what i do want to speak on because let's elaborate on that a little bit you're doing more than taking money like i said when you do this stuff you're you're affecting your victims in ways that they don't deserve to be affected like how i said don't pay at the pump now i probably won't ever pay at the pump you have affected the way that i live in a world that i am so and and this is it like i I never like to question the good in people. And, and these moments really make me <laughs> question the love I have for people through everything. And yes, I know people do good and bad, are good and bad, are more good than bad in some humans, are more bad than good in other humans. I understand that. But I do not let stuff like that affect my love for people. And this affected my feelings because... No matter what you're going through in life. And if you're a hacker, if you're a scammer, if you're this or that, clearly you have to have some sort of skill level, correct? To do this stuff or some sort of MacGyverness or some sort of technique or skill to be so slick to do stuff like this. Um, and you're using it in the manner that you are. So I would say, like, I think I'm going to put this into Harry Potter terms because, yes, go Harry Potter. But um, the wand is good or bad depending and does good or bad depending on the hand holding it. Your skill, your talent is for good or bad depending on who it is and how you use it. So when you when you do this stuff, you're really using the gifts you were given or or the skill you were given and you're using it in this manner. And then you're affecting people like you you're affecting the way people live and and live on. Cuz even if they get through the moment, they get through that rough patch. It's a, it's a it's a, it's a you walk different now. You think different now. I guess you're just you're you live a, a little bit more paranoid of people of the and you more questionable of people of the good in them. And that's something that I don't like. I don't like people tainting me, but they have especially in that moment. And now with what I do. 
granted, I'm safer now because I pay at the pump, but the fact that I need to because people are, are ugly in that sense, can be ugly in that sense. And then I, I was I was sharing that story with a coworker of mine and they were like, Oh, that's the that's the trend crime. Like that crime that's the that's what all the kids are doing that and it's sickened me. Like like it's not even not the lack of remorse or like, oh that's fucked up, but it's like he probably knows more people that do that. And again, it's a hustle. But it's not like you're you're taking from somebody. You're 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 literally taking from someone. And that is so that is again that is very very selfish. I guess just to see that people are doing it and doing it so carelessly, thinking like, oh, this money's coming from the universe or from someone that deserve doesn't just need the money. No, whether I need it or not, I worked for it. Whether I need it or not, it's mine to give not to be taken so all of these things happened and it's been squared away since then and i'm very protected now and but i think i just needed to share that for you should you go to the pump and just realize that the world of course again is ugly but the world is also beautiful i will always say that and the fact that things do get you do get help for things that you need help for and besides that i did have a great weekend and i will enjoy the moments that i had there at Legoland. I love Legoland, by the way. It's a great destination if you're trying to go anywhere. If you're trying to go somewhere. Um, it's cool. Like, it's it's freaking cool. I like Legoland a lot. Um, but I won't let you taint as much as you could have if I let it overwhelm me and take me over like that. Um, but it's still, it's it's a very, I'm going around in circles, but it's a very, it's like, the, it's just those moments where you're shown, like, the world is ugly. Where you're shown that people can be evil. But it's what you let it do to you. That matters. And I didn't let it. And I, I'm using it to, to warn you, to protect you, to guard you against what may be something that could happen to you. But we're not going to have that happen anymore, right? And if you do it, if you're listening to me, if you're in the car with someone and you do it and you're not used to people being so positive and for themselves and not selfish, you really should reconsider why you do what you do. The money you make off it, the money you think is yours is not. And the skill that you have that you're throwing away for something so karmaic because that shit is going to come back around to you in the worst way possible i do not seek revenge or, or choose to vindicate myself against whoever did it because god will do that and he will do it bigger and and with more you know how like if i'm playing like mortal kombat or some mortal kombat or something and i have like a punch and it just like takes away a little bit of like your energy whereas if i build up the energy and i just punch you and then i, I take out more probably even like ko you that's what god can do god has those types of hits and for as much as you try to hit me it's gonna get you back so much more and that's with anything that you do i just choose to wish you well because you will definitely need it when the time comes around for you and if it's if i'm one of five thousand victims it's gonna come back that much more and it'll, it probably is hitting you with how bad you feel about yourself or it's probably hitting you with how much that money that you're getting isn't doing what you thought it would. Because if, it's, if it doesn't come the right way, it, it definitely won't do the right things for you. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about the Tupac movie. I saw it. Thank you, big boy. Big boy is amazing. He gave me a call one day and he was like, look, Letty, do you want to watch a Tupac movie? And I thought he was freaking joking with me he does phone taps prank calls and i thought it was one of them he was like i got invited by lt hutton and benny boom who are responsible for this movie and i told them yo i cannot watch this movie without bringing somebody 
and it was literally a room full of 10 people. A Money B was there. It was probably like 10 of us and and we got to watch the movie. It was it was a little bit over two and a half hours and it was like um it was still in the process of being like sewn together fully. Like they still had to decide what song, what scenes they may be taking out, adjust coloring on like um some scenes and like um audio on other scenes, but storyline-wise, um thread of the movie, it was there. Two and a half plus some change hours full of I was like, yes, please. I, I, I went and, I, and, and first of all, I will say this because I've been asked, is it good? I will say this. I went into this shit like I don't care if I'm going in with the people that made this stuff. I am coming in very, very skeptical because Pac is my guy. He would not want me to come in already loving it too because it's his name. It's his image. The actor himself, Demetrius Ship Jr. Tell me, as it might be me just being like, like, you know how, how parents are, like, with their babies, like, their kids, like, oh, whatever, even if you're great, you're not as great as my baby. You're not my son, you're not my daughter, you're not my baby. That's how I felt, feel about Pac. Like, no matter what you are, you ain't Pac, okay? And with him, like, I just started judging every detail. Like, his eyes were too close together. His chin wasn't, his chin, or his jaw wasn't as chiseled as Pac. He was too thin to be Pac. Like, like Pac was attractive to, I'm not attracted to this guy. Like, all of that stuff was, I was holding against this this actor, and so I came into it like this. And I will say that there are moments in the movie where I had to check myself and tell myself, Letty, this isn't Tupac you're watching. This is an actor because of how believable this guy was as Tupac. And it was more than looking like him. It was more than even sounding like him. You know how sometimes like we were like we we all do our Scarface, like say hello to my little friend. And we think like, that Scarface, like, that exaggerated part of Scarface is the whole Scarface, and we might just talk like this all the time, and that's Scarface, my little friend. No. I think Tupac is a character that you may know his amped-upness and think, like, when you try to mimic or portray Tupac, you, you just stay in that vein. But he was so many different ways, so this actor got those many different ways. He didn't just stay in the, have a nice summer, biatch, Tupac, which was awesome. That Tupac is awesome, but... Again, there were there were moments where I had to snap myself into into like, hey, this is not Tupac you're watching. And another thing with this movie, I'm, really, I'm clearly I can't give it away because Tupac dies in the end. Duh, like it happened in real life. It's a biopic. Come on, but I won't give away like moments and stuff like that. But I think something it does for fans and for just hip hop period. And, and you may not even have thought you needed this or because when Pac died, and again, when I got into Tupac, it was, it was after, well, it was, I didn't fully become a fan of Tupac. Like how we spoke in the beginning, like there's songs that you just know that are in your life. Like there are Tupac songs that I knew at that time that were just in my life. And I just knew them. I knew it was Tupac, but I didn't, I wasn't attached to Tupac like I later became. But when I look back at all of this stuff from the death of Pac to the death of Biggie, and I see how Biggie, there was like a, um, they drove him through the streets of Brooklyn and people came out they got to sing they got to mourn they got to feel they got to have that moment that that goodbye moment with Biggie we didn't get LA didn't get hip-hop didn't get with Tupac because he was cremated and he was he was spread out in the sea in a private ceremony and then he passed in Vegas so even like his core fan base <clears throat> excuse me his LA fan base didn't have a place to to mourn him they there wasn't that there wasn't that moment to say goodbye with Pac. And, well, at least to me, I got my moment with this movie. I got my moment to to feel Pac. And that moment, like, okay, you know, on, like, Selena, 
the movie Selena. We all have that. Like when she passes, there's the moment. There's that moment, of course, in this movie. And you get to have that closure. You get to have that goodbye moment with Tupac. At the end of the movie, everyone was just, excuse me, sitting down. Like everyone was just quiet, sitting down. And Benny Boom and LT Hutton said that it happens every time people watch the movie. They haven't showed it to many people, but it happens every time. You just sit there. You just are like soaking it in. And I think that soaking it in is that finally having that closure that we didn't have. I say all that to say, not to say whether it's good or bad. I'm giving you my personal experience. That one, I came into it very skeptical because of how much I love Pac. Two, I started feeling like, oh, snap yourself out of this. It's not Tupac. This is not Tupac. It's an actor. It's not Tupac. It's an actor. Three, I felt that closure. And four, which is big for me, is that the way the other people were portrayed. And as a fan, and, and this is we've had this conversation before about who's the good guy, who's the bad guy in different things, right? And I think good and bad people depend on your position in a situation. Like, let's say I'm the I'm always going to be the good guy in my life. Like, I always thought, like, does the bad guy know he's a bad guy? Or to the bad guy, is he the good guy? And his opposition is the bad guy and then so bad guy good guy only depends on your position and so your perception of who your opposition is let me layman's turns it so i'm the good guy and whoever my enemy is is the bad guy and that's my truth but to the other person they could be the good guy and i'm the bad guy and that's their truth so when we get these stories told these biopics we're getting them told from the perspective of whoever it is the biopics about and whoever their opposition was was the is the bad guy and they're the good guy. Of course, a big theme in this movie is Biggie and Pac. We saw Biggie is in the movie. The actor that played Biggie in Notorious is the actor that plays Biggie in this film as well. And I asked Benny why why they used the same guy. And they said, you know what? Honestly, Notorious sucked. Even Biggie fans will tell you this. And so we wanted to give this guy a chance to really be Biggie. Biggie fans out there. And, and as a Pac fan, I didn't like... Like, I knew Notorious was, like, going to be Biggie-sided, but I just, like, as a Pac fan, I'm like, y'all doing my do Pac wrong. You don't have to think that as a Biggie fan coming into this Pac movie. They do Biggie justice while also doing Pac justice. And that's something that we rarely see because they're, we always think, oh, there has to be one or the other. They portrayed Biggie very well. They portrayed Suge very well. And see, this is the thing as well. Suge Knight. When it comes to Suge, we already see have the built up like okay, he's like the aggressor. He like beats up people. He gets shit done. Like he scares people. He's very militant. Who would want to be around this guy? But the fact is, he has something in him that people wanted to be around. People were around Suge, so it kind of gives you the part of Suge that people gravitated towards as well. You feel me? Like it's it's and then it gives you that. Because a lot of times we can see him as a scary guy, but it's like, if he was so scared, why the fuck were so many people around him? It had to be more than fear because there were other people they could have been around, right? And then, then there was a moment before Suge was Suge. So what was he like that made him approachable or or made you come to him or come around him or let him in? It shows that. And it shows a relationship with, with him and Pac. Because granted, of course, some shit was going down and they may, like all partners in business or friends, have things they like, things they don't like about each other. But there, there was a basis of, respect within within the two of them and this movie did a great job of even until those last moments because of course Suge was with Pac in his last moments showing you what they were like so I will say for me I didn't leave this movie hating big I didn't leave this movie hating Suge I left this movie loving Pac and I feel like that is something that's very important especially with hip-hop because 
if it give if you give me a, a, a bad guy, I'm going to hate that bad guy. By the way, there's a New York rapper in this movie that I am very mad at. And if I ever see him, I'm just going to be mad at him for this movie. You'll know what I'm talking about when you watch it. But it lets you watch the story without having to put any animosity anywhere and just love. Just love. Speaking of love, they do touch on the Jada and Pac relationship and also touches on another relationship that I feel like people because they're so like in the in the fairy tale love story fantasy story of what Jada and Pac are like Pac and Jada relationship goals no 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 honey there's somebody else you know who it is if you know the story of Pac and who and everything but it's just cool to me to see that kind of be a very strong storyline within this movie and it leads to a very important part in the movie at the end, which is some, which is like, which makes this movie so good because you, yeah, you you're very invested within the last few minutes of the movie. More, of course, very invested throughout it, but these last few moments, it's like, oh, shucky ducky quack quack. And then there's also a fun part, which should I talk about it? Damn, no, I won't talk about it because it might be something that's left out. By the way, I needed to use the restroom the whole time I was watching this movie I like it I literally they asked like hey does anyone want to use the restroom before they played it and they and it's like no and they started playing it and probably like by the time like a good five ten minutes in I'm like oh my god I need to pee and imagine holding it for two and a half well I've yeah I'm pretty sure like you've had to hold it for a long time because I knew like okay this is like basically like a rough cut so I know something may be taken out so what if I leave and I use the restroom and I leave a moment that I'll never see again because it might have be cut. Like, no, I have to stay. So stay the whole thing. Needed to use the restroom the whole time. But it was because of that. I don't know why I mentioned that. Oh, yeah, I always say that. Be to say, maybe this part that I want to talk about might be taken out, so I, I will wait to speak on it. But will it's a great conversation that if it's put in, or, or when I find out if it is, I will definitely have that conversation with you. But no... This conversation is done. Thank you so much for listening. You know one one thing that I didn't do before when I pre-stopping my podcast because of the insecurity I felt was I never told you to share it. I never told you to like it. I never told you to star it, any of that. It was in my fear that I would ask and it not happen. But again, like I told you, like I lost myself to love you better. And I will say if you can, if you want to, please share this podcast with who you think it can help. Or maybe if you want to just throw it out there on your social networks, not knowing who it can help, but knowing it will help somebody. I really do appreciate that. And I really appreciate any feedback you could give me and want to give me any star. I'm not going to say five star it, but hey, if you feel like five starring this on iTunes, go ahead and do that. Feel like reposting this on SoundCloud, please go ahead and do that. Know that the love is always appreciated. I'm here for you just like you're here for me. So thank you.